Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with a zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who have a love of traveling and a passion for outdoor theater. Today, theater companies are eager to get back on board. This summer, we're seeing many theater productions returning with live performances, including Shakespeare and Company, one of the leading Shakespeare festivals in the world and located in the beautiful Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. Founded in 1978, the company is also home to an internationally renowned Center for Actor Training and award-winning educational program. Joining me today on Speaking of Travel to fill us in on their upcoming performance season is Shakespeare and Company Artistic Director Alan Burroughs. And Alan, it is so wonderful to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Well, it's great to see you and speak with you, Marilyn. Thanks for having me on. Well, there's many, many things that I want to talk to you about, Alan, one of which is where you are in the Berkshires, because I have never been there. I don't know that people even geographically know where that is. So why don't you give us a little geography lesson first and foremost? Absolutely. We're, well, we're in a mountainous area, much like where you are. We're right uh, kind of at the crossroads of many travel routes. It's easy to get up here from New York City. We're just a couple hours from New York City, more or less. And then we're a couple hours out from uh, from Boston. And uh, we're located in Lenox, Mass., which is also the home of the Tanglewood, uh, which is the summer home for the Boston Symphony Orchestra. There are a lot of theaters out here in this area. It's a real cultural destination. Jacob's Pillow Dance is out here. We also happen to be right across the street from Canyon Ranch, 
some of your listeners may be uh, familiar with that uh, that that spa uh, visit, and uh, it's really it's really become a real destination for people to come and relax, get outside. I just finished building a new 550 seat outdoor amphitheater, and uh, we have a couple other theaters as well. So. We really like to encourage people to just come out and uh, enjoy some time out here, take in some theater, dance, music, and uh, enjoy their summer holidays up here. Well, it sounds absolutely wonderful. I'm definitely putting it on my list of places to come as soon as possible. And Great. I want to talk to you about the about the theater. I also want to find out, give us just a little backstory, Alan, of how you came to be there and and being the artistic director for Shakespeare and Company. Sure. Well, I've been associated with the company for a little more than 30 years. I was with the company for 17 seasons from 1988 to 2005. I was living in New York City at the time. And, um, and then I was in Boston for a while running another Shakespeare company called Actors Shakespeare Project. And then about five years ago, they tapped me to come and um, out here and be the artistic director out here. So first thing I did when I got out here was to say to folks, we're used to performing outdoors, Shakespeare outdoors. That's in the natural setting that we really enjoy. So, you know, let's, let's build some more theaters. And that's what we did. I think if I reverse my screen, your listeners may not be able to enjoy this, but they can always go to our website, which is uh, shakespeare.org. We got that. We, we nailed that, uh, 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 that handle down for ourselves right at the beginning of the World Wide Web. So that's why we are www.shakespeare.org. And if I reverse this, nope, it doesn't work. I uh, was going to reverse my camera, but I, I still have that backdrop of one of our beautiful lakes in the region. We have all kinds of outdoor activities for people to enjoy up here. So And so then uh, that's this is where I've been installed. Um, uh, my wife and I came out with our now nine-year-old daughter, and, um, and she's enjoying having childhood uh, just a few hundred yards growing up from a theater company and uh, in a much more relaxed setting than the, the cities that, we, that uh, I, I'm used to living in. But I sure love it out here. Oh, it sounds absolutely wonderful. And, and to be able to be a part of Shakespeare and everything that comes with with that, we think about Shakespeare, we think about the outdoor theater, and you get to do it all. You have, like, you've been able to tie up that package in a nice, neat bow. And and really, the, the mission of this company is, it's just so meaningful. Talk about, to us, a little bit about the mission of Shakespeare and Company, because I know that, that your values and the principles that that are there are very strong and yeah and really represent i think what shakespeare really was all about that's right yeah well uh he, he it's it's not a mistake that he's been around all these years and we pride ourselves on uh making shakespeare really accessible uh to all ages and people of all walks of life this summer uh christopher lloyd uh, is playing King Lear for us. And folks will remember him as uh, uh, Doc, of course, from Back to the Future and uh, uh, Jim Brown from Taxi. But he, uh, I should say Reverend Jim, um, but he, uh, 
he uh, is also a very accomplished stage actor. And, you know, he approached me a few years ago about playing King Lear, which is kind of the, the Matterhorn, the, the big mountain to climb of all Shakespeare roles. And, uh, and I was happy to accommodate his wish to fulfill that, uh, that, that role. And, and other than that, we're all about um, really digging into the text. We train actors um, uh, for in uh, sword fighting and movement and how to perform outdoors in large settings uh, without necessarily being miked. And for us, it all comes back to the importance of the, the text and the poetry of what Shakespeare was trying to put forward. And he, he still remains kind of a playwright for our times. And uh, that's, that's what we, uh, we like to do. We like to keep it... Uh, on the ground level and a lot of fun for people. So we try not to take ourselves too seriously, but we take, uh, we certainly take the work seriously and, uh, and we, we like to work ourselves to a bone and then, uh, and then, and then have a good laugh about it. Well, and you also, uh, love humanity and that as well plays a big part in the, in the mission and the values of this, this company and and I want to talk a little bit about that because I know yep. that inclusiveness and and all of the the racial and these issues that are so prominent these days are are very open and a part of what you're doing. Let's talk about that for a minute. Right. Well, it, it, it's absolutely true. I mean, the conversation that comes out of these plays is really most fruitful if everybody is involved and that's why you know we try to look at things through the lens of inclusion diversity equity and accessibility and we do that also at an education level we have a high school fall festival of plays where the kids uh, do their their play in 10 high schools around the region and uh, then we bring 10 shakespeare productions uh, to the property the weekend before Thanksgiving, and they do them back to back to back. And that's also about inclusion, about making those kids feel involved. And, uh, and that means that we can go to, um, you know, teach in high schools that uh, have a lot of diversity in, uh, in the area and, and really, um, really expose them to the value of the poetry and also gives them the confidence uh, when they go through our training to stand up in front of a group of people and speak with certitude and um, uh, 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 warmth in their hearts for the language and for the people that they're addressing. And, uh, you know, Shakespeare, he often has gotten a bad rap over the years because he's, he, he's really considered in, in, in a lot of classrooms uh, kind of hoity-toity. And we like to think of him as someone who invented, you know, more than 1,700 words that we use every day. And uh, we write, we, we, we think of him as, as a common man. And so um, that's, that's how we approach it. And, uh, and it, it seems to work well for us. Well, it absolutely seems to work well. I think when you embrace those classical ideas and you incorporate that into the way that you operate, only good can come from that. When we come back from the break, Alan, I want to talk about how you all were able to pivot so hard after this past year. It was a little difficult, and and I'm always really just so amazed when I find out just how people supported the arts and how they 
you know, they kept the the faith, if you will, that things were going to come back. And also, I want to talk about the educational program, because that's such a big part of of what you do. So tell us again your website so people can be looking as we're talking. Absolutely. It's www.shakespeare.org. Well, Alan, thank you so much. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with the artistic director of the Shakespeare and Company up in the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts, Alan Burroughs. And we'll be right back. Asheville, North Carolina is the place to be this summer, and a rooftop bar tour tops the list of things to do. Join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours as they share the best Asheville has to offer on a three-hour, three-rooftop bar tour experience. You'll enjoy spectacular views, sample cocktails, reserve seating, city history, including transportation, and more. Daily tours happening now. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Leva-me pra lua, quero ficar entre as estrelas Deixe-me voar em direção a este lugar Dá-me tuas mãos Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And I am here today with the Shakespeare and Company Artistic Director, Alan Burroughs. And Alan, it is just such a pleasure to have you here on Speaking of Travel today and find out more about what your theater group is doing and just all the work that is going on up there. It's really just so heartwarming to know that you're back out and and being able to perform under the stars. So thank you again for being on Speaking of Travel. Absolutely, Marilyn. I appreciate you having me on. So, Alan, last year was a rough year for everybody. And I actually, I was on your website and I saw a YouTube video of when you had to announce that the theater was going to have to close for the year, that what a heart-wrenching decision that must have been for you and, and your community. Give us a little bit of an idea of how you pivoted around that and have been able to come back so strong this year. Right. Um, well, uh, it, it was a very hard because we, at the time, we had Christopher Lloyd lined up to play King Lear. And I didn't know if he'd still be interested or was booked to come back the following year. Uh, he was eager to do it uh, for this year. He said, well, that'll give me another year to learn my line. So, uh, And then when we did realize that we had to button up shop back in April of 2020, and uh, cancel our season, I did immediately start looking for alternatives. And that meant um, one of those was I opened a drive-in movie theater uh, right on the property. I collaborated with the Berkshire International Film Festival. And uh, basically, we have a lot of big buildings here and I um, uh, big old buildings. And I, uh, I screwed a, uh, a drive-in movie screen to one of the buildings and then got a permit from the town and uh, we showed a lot of very impactful documentaries independent films and shakespeare themed films uh, throughout the summer of 2020 
And that was a wonderful collaboration. And the town was excited about it because they could, meant they could come to the property and safely take in some uh, entertainment and programming. And then uh, as we started to look for a window on how to come back, it was all about being outside. We wanted people to feel comfortable to come back and gather together. And so a project that I'd been talking about but that hadn't really entirely gotten traction was this new outdoor theater called the New Spruce Theater. And so all of a sudden, people were ready to really throw their their weight behind it and get it built. We built it very quickly in 100 days, really. 1,400 linear feet of granite, 100 dump trucks full of uh, fill and the, the, and the stage that we built. And, and that allowed people to confidently come back onto the property. We, um, we had to navigate the restrictions, not only the federal and state restrictions, but because we're a professional company, the Actors' Equity Union restrictions. And that meant uh, we couldn't have any actors closer than six feet to each other or 10 feet from the audience. So if you do a comedy, generally people have a nice kiss at the end of a comedy because there's usually a wedding at the end of a Shakespeare comedy. That means I had to take much ado about nothing off the bill. King Lear is a tragedy and we could figure out uh, how to deal with that. And then we saw a very narrow path of how to go forward. And that um, widened as things started to ease up a little bit and restrictions were lifted. And then we could have people drop their masks and the actors could get closer together. We could have actual stage combat happen. And then, uh, of course, now with the Delta variant, we're, we're kind of being more cautious again. Uh, inside on our indoor theaters, we're asking people to uh, mask up when they go inside. But again, when we're outside in the open air, people can come and enjoy these shows uh, and not feel that they need to don masks. But it was really a day-to-day operation. Uh, we bought a whole lot of tests. We trained some of our uh, employees on how to be, you know, health administrators to administer the tests. And, uh, and then even up to about a month before we opened, I thought, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to walk this line. And uh, we, just, we just took it one step at a time. And here we are. And the, the people have really come back to support us. And that's the thing about theater. And when we closed up, people really came out and, and helped us. And actually, the company right now is in, is in better financial si- uh, situation than it's been pretty much in its entire career. So we just don't want to blow that now because we're, we're in good shape. And we want to make sure that we spend wisely and make the most of uh, what we have. I like to... I like to say that we embrace our limitations up here. That's what we do. <laughs> that sounds that sounds very very well thought out, taking it day by day and and you really ended up with a very wide assortment of shows this season. Let's talk about that a little bit. We've talked about the Christopher Lloyd being in King Lear, but what else do you have coming up this season? Well, we also opened uh, a very fun comedy in smaller outdoor theater, the Roman Garden Theater by Yasmina Reza called Art, which is a play that won a Tony Award. It was written 25 years ago. And uh, that's uh, really a a great story about friendship. We did a one-person show called uh, Becoming Othello, 
A Black Girl's Journey, written by Deborah Ann Bird and directed by our founding artistic director, Tina Packer. That was very successful. We have Measure for Measure coming up. And, uh, and then in the fall, we have a Debbie Tucker Green play uh, called Hang. And then an absurd comedy by Eugene Ionesco called The Chairs. I thought if there was any time to do an absurd comedy, uh, <laughs> when things seem so absurd so often, that uh, that was the time to do it so that's uh that's also what we have coming up and we also run our shakespeare camp for kids all summer long so they can get the uh the feeling of what it's like to say these words uh out loud and proud and uh and um and then we uh will also go back into our training for actors and uh young people in the fall so uh we we really are uh, busting out all over here and uh, we're really gratified to be able to come back we're really deeply thankful for that. I am so glad to hear that. And and coming back in such a beautiful place, tell us a little bit uh, about what it's like up there in, in your neck of the woods as far as we're coming up, we want to see some theater. What else could we do? Well, there's lots of activities um, in terms of music and pillow dance also has great programming. Tanglewood, Boston Symphony Orchestra, as well as uh, popular artists uh, that are right next door to us and other theater companies also. You know, we like to give a shout out to our friends over at Barrington Stage and Berkshire Theater Group. They also have a lot on offer. And uh, really, if you come up, there's, it's hard to fit everything into your schedule. I will say this, it gets very uh, comfortable at night here. It gets down into the low 60s. So if you're sitting outside, it, it really makes for a great evening. And with King Lear, just as the, the, the curtain is coming down, if you will, the, the sunset is filling the sky. So, And uh, the beauty of it is, is you get to see an outdoor production before the, the bugs show up. Uh, and that's always an advantage as well. So. That all sounds absolutely breathtaking and wonderful and tell us again alan how we can find out more information and and get our tickets i mean it sounds like a a destination that who wouldn't want to go there i mean there's so much to see and do right well it's easy to fly in you can fly into either hartford connecticut or albany new york and then it's just a short drive from there an hour from each airport there are a lot of direct flights to both international airports are a lot of direct flights into both them and uh, there's trains and many ways to get here Uh, but they can go to www.shakespeare.org or call the box office directly at 413-637-3353 or 637-1199 for other information so we uh, we're a full service operation here and uh, we hope that your folks can uh, take the time to plan a vacation and come see us. Well, Alan, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today. I'm very excited to learn more about Shakespeare and Company and all the good work that you're doing. And just want to give a big shout out to you and your whole team, because I know you don't do this all by yourself. There's a there's a whole team of people there who are committed to all of these values and missions that you have going on. And and I just I just think it's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marilyn. Really appreciate talking to you. Well, as more and more people are venturing back out to travel, there is so much to know on how travel has changed over the last 
oh, 18 months or so. And joining me today to talk about what we can expect as we set out during this prime vacation season is travel and tourism leader Nick Breedlove. He's the executive director of Jackson County Tourism here in beautiful Western North Carolina. So stay tuned. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in Western North Carolina, or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, and off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, President of Private Italy Tours LTD. We are now accepting fully refundable deposits for our October 5 through 16 tour of Puglia, the heel of Italy's so-called boot, and nearby Basilicata. We keep safety first, away from crowds, and enjoy open-air explorations of towns like Alberobello, home of Puglia's famed Trulli houses, Lecce, the so-called Florence of the South, and Matera, Basilicata's famed town of cave houses. We will share private boat excursions with our guests along the coasts near Gallipoli and from the very tip of Italy at Santa Maria di Liuca. Fabulous wines and meals, private ensuite accommodations, and easy days are yours on this wonderful experiential journey. You will be based at just two locations during our tour, a gorgeous Pugliese winery and from a flawlessly restored 16th century Castello. We still have some rooms available on this unforgettable journey, and we are also offering all six of our 2022 tours, from Venice and Florence, Umbria and Lamarque, to Italy's poetically beautiful lake region, to Sicily and the Amalfi Coast. Italy is yours with Private Italy Tours LTD. Private-Italy.com Estrelas, deixe-me voar em direção a este lugar. Dá-me tuas mãos. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. As more people are beginning to travel again, it's obvious the travel season is looking a little bit different. We're still wearing masks on airplanes and in many uh, indoor facilities. Hopefully, we'll move forward to some return of normalcy in the months ahead. But in the meantime, this summer is definitely being defined by some new travel trends. Travelers across the U.S. are getting back out there. And joining me today to talk about what we can expect as we set out during this prime vacation season is Nick Breedlove, Executive Director of Jackson County Tourism. And Nick, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Marilyn. And if there's anything we both love, it is travel and the return to normalcy, although I think we've got a little ways to go with returning to normal. 
Well, I think we can all agree it would be an understatement to say that we are definitely going through a time of change and reflection when it comes to travel these days. What are you starting to see and feel over there in Jackson County in Western North Carolina? So I can tell you travel has hit an all-time peak. We've we've not seen so many travelers um, fill our hotels, our streets, our sidewalks. So it's it's really terrific because it's supporting our small businesses who were hurt the most last year, and it's keeping them afloat. But at the same time, we have to balance the economy with health and safety. So, so it's a very delicate balance. And, you know, all of us last year, COVID was, was waging a war on America and all over the world for that matter. And then the vaccines came out and we got our vaccines. And if you haven't gotten one, please, please get one. Um, articles every day in the New York Times and Washington Post about how it's ravaging communities. Um, just get a shot. And, and I'll put that plug in. But, you know, back to, back to what we're seeing is um, we're seeing the people who were vaccinated this year. Um, you know, we, we stopped wearing our masks because we thought, okay, we're vaccinated, we're safe again. And and I just pulled out the bag of my reusable mask the other day, and now I'm starting to wear them. And we're sort of in that limbo of, do I wear it? Do I not? This state says that. So out of an abundance of caution, even though I'm vaccinated, you know, when I go in the post office, I put on a mask. So I think travelers have to do what's right for them with, with regard to mask. I encourage people to wear it, not just for themselves. And, and I hate it when people lecture about mask and whatnot, but, you know, for me, it comes down to my loved ones. Even though I may not get COVID, I could be a carrier. So think about your grandparents and your parents. And so I think a lot of travelers are, are doing what's right for them. We are seeing a lot of people in town. So, so it's terrific. But Expedia came out with a study last week and 81% of travelers are looking for a remote area, a mountain area, or a small town in the next 18 months. 18 months. And, you know, Marilyn, we live in all three of those places. So it's, it's interesting that, you know, we thought the travel would return to cities and mass this year and people would start traveling overseas. And really, people are continuing to go with places they've been to before. Almost 53% said they're likely to go to a destination they've been to before. Well, as I said, I think we can all say that we're going through this amazing time of change where people are looking at traveling a little bit differently as far as getting out into nature. They want to be out into the, go out more into, you know, fresh air and go hiking. And yet, unfortunately, what we're finding is that even though a lot of people want to do that, they just don't really know how to do that. It's not something that they've done in the past. And so a lot of areas are finding that the impact of so many people who are getting on the trails, I just saw a report the other day about national parks all over the country are, are so crowded and overcrowded. Nick, how are you and, and your team educating people? Let me say that. How are you working to educate your visitors to to be responsible 
when they come? Because you do have a lot of natural resources in that in your area. That's right. So we always tell people to leave no trace, to recreate responsibly. And on every material that we publish from map to visitor guide, I mean, it's on the intro page of our visitor guide. I tell people when I'm on a hike and I see something, I pack it out with me. A plastic bottle can take a thousand years in the wild to decompose. So, you know, we we always reinforce sustainable travel and almost 60% of people are willing to increase their spend to make their travel more sustainable. And that's a good figure. You know, I was, I was traveling to Baltimore about two weeks ago for a conference and just traveling has shifted so much, you know, wearing a mask in the airport and on the airplane and in an Uber and, and just the way people interact, it's, it's changing. And, um, you know, one thing that I want to remind people of is when they travel, pack your patience. I didn't come up with that, but I heard it and I had flung to it because every industry has so many shockwaves from COVID-19 and the pandemic and nothing more so than hospitality and leisure. We can't find workers, whether it's restaurants, whether it's hotels. So when you're at a restaurant and your food takes a little while longer, or you're standing in line and someone's doing the best they can to serve you the fastest they can, have a little patience because it's, it's a nationwide crisis, not just in Jackson County, not just where I was in Baltimore, but it's literally all over the country. You know, I know our neighbors next door in Cherokee, they just opened a 725-room hotel, 140,000-square-foot convention center, and they're looking for a couple hundred housekeepers. We have trouble finding one or two here in Jackson County. So pack your patience and, and be thankful of the people that are cooking your meal, that are making your bed, because they're working a lot harder than they have doing more work than they have before to make your stay and your visit enjoyable. Well, I can't thank you enough, Nick, for those wise words, because it's As you said, it's something that is absolutely happening in travel right now. And as people are getting to experience getting out and about again, we have to make it our responsibility, I feel, to educate and remind people and give some examples and real world vision of this is what it's like. We want you to come. We want you to have a good time. But you have to be safe. And you have to be thinking of others, like you said, getting getting your vaccine, just being being a team player, if you will, that we're all in this together. And I think I think you've got a great point. This this is affecting all of us, not just the US, meaning us, but the entire world. And we're in this together and we're gonna get through it together. But you know, I have a feeling that, you know, we're going to see some things get a little worse before it gets better with this Delta variant. And, you know, so so how do we travel safely? We keep doing the stuff and that we've been doing. We wash hands, we wear masks, and we socially distance. I know that I only hang out with my friends that are vaccinated now, you know, just out of an abundance of caution. You know, and as we look towards this fall, people love the mountains and they travel here in record numbers. 
And I would, I would encourage people, whether you're visiting Asheville, Silva, Jackson County, don't come on the weekends. That's when it's most crowded. Come during the midweek, Monday through Friday. It's a vacation day. So a vacation day is the same regardless of when you take it. But you'll have the trails all to yourselves. You'll have fewer waits at your favorite restaurants. And you'll get to spread out and not experience that crowd. And it's a safer means of travel this fall. Well, Nick, how can we get more information about Jackson County and see what your protocols are and and all that there is to see and do in this most beautiful part of the world? So I recommend two ways to connect with us. One is our Instagram, and it's at discoverjacksonnc, and you'll see lots of beautiful scenery, and it's sort of a visual way to plan your trip. Also, our website's the same address. It's discoverjacksonnc.com. You'll find all the hikes, waterfalls, and itineraries to to make it a perfect weekend getaway or midweek escape from the city. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for being on Speaking of Travel and sharing with us some important information that we need to know, as well as giving us kind of the the scoop on what these travel trends are going to look like. And I'd love to have you back. You mentioned fall. We know that's one of our favorite times of the year. So as we get closer into the fall season, Come on back on Speaking of Travel so you can tell us what there is to see and do in that beautiful time of the year. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks, Nick. And as we were saying, with more people traveling these days, there are a lot more people who are traveling by air. And it's important to remember how airports are so important to a community. They provide local businesses with access to global markets and help us retain and attract businesses to provide jobs and economic prosperity for the whole area. And here in Western North Carolina, the Asheville Regional Airport is celebrating their 60th anniversary. And after an eight-year hiatus, they're bringing back the most unique 5K in the mountains, the Runway 5K. Coming up next to fill us in on all the details is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport. So get those jogging shoes on and stay tuned. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Leva-me pra lua, quero ficar Entre as estrelas Deixe-me voar Em direção a este lugar Dá-me tuas mãos Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Over the past year and a half, we've learned a lot about how the aviation industry is an economic generator and the important link between an airport and a community's economic vitality. 
Bottom line, it equates to jobs and income. Traveling by air expands your range of choices and opportunities to go visit other places and experience new adventures. You know, since the beginning of time, people have dreamed of flying, and this dream is a reality. Aviation is an innovative and environmentally responsible industry that we know drives economic and social progress and is one of the greatest contributors to the advancement of modern-day society. And traffic over at the Asheville Regional Airport continues to increase these days, and their investment in innovation and infrastructure is coupled with the recruitment of a team that pumps energy into your experience there. But let's be honest, airports aren't normally a place you think of just to go and have fun, but that's exactly what makes the Asheville Regional Airport so unique and special. They create fun. And this year, the airport is celebrating its 60th anniversary, and they're bringing back the most unique 5K in the mountains. That's right, after an eight-year hiatus, the Runway 5K is back. You're going to run right beside an active runway where planes will be taking off and landing during the race. And that's not all. They're going to have live music at a stage and food trucks. What? So joining me now is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, to tell us all about this really awesome event and why they're bringing it back. And Tina, thank you so much for being here, and I love talking about fun. Well, what an introduction. I mean, that you just made me want to go run the Runway 5K. Well, I'll be right there with you. Well, we are, we are very excited. You know, a lot of people ask me, why? Why is the airport doing an event like this? We're so busy. You know, we have a lot to do. So why add this to the list? And, you know, there are a lot of reasons for it. And I think one of the, the main reasons is because we have such a passion for aviation and Western North Carolina. And this is a way we can invite Uh, the community to come out and experience aviation up close in a personal way, in a really fun way at their airport. Uh, This is unique. It is kind of exciting. I mean, I've been here at the airport 11 years and I still get flutters, you know, when I get to go out to the airfield and I hear the airplanes and I watch them take off and land and you're right there. It's exciting, you know, and so we just think it's a great thing to invite the community out to the airfield for this unique event. But we also have a real passion for aviation education and believe in the importance of aviation education. And so the proceeds from this event are going to two aviation scholarship funds that are available here locally. I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but there is an aviation management program at AB Tech and they have a scholarship fund. So, you know, that's exciting. And then there's the Western North Carolina Pilots Association Foundation, and they have a scholarship fund for local students who are interested in pursuing some area of aviation. Well, this just warms my heart. And to be honest with you, I had no idea about AB Tech or WNC Pilots Association and their scholarship fund. And again, what I was saying in the introduction, how important airports are to to our local income, to our, our local economy, to 
reaching out like this to have a fun and unique event. And I have to say, it's it's really like you're tapping into the beginning of when the airport opened in 1961 and the fact that back then you could literally just like go sit in and watch airplanes come in and out. Right. You know, that's a really good, good uh, observation. We are trying to kind of take it back to that, those simpler times. Um, we have a fun logo that's pretty retro and we're hoping to have, you know, 60s and 70s music at the event and just really embrace the history of Asheville Regional Airport, but also where we're going in the future. And it is just really cool and fun. And I don't know if you were able to come before. We've done it three times in the past and we had to stop because we got so busy. We could not make it work on our runway. Well, now we have a new taxiway that we are able to close and use that is 150 feet to the west of our active runway. So this is going to be really special, really fun. When I say up close and personal, I mean it. You're going to be really close to those airplanes. Well, Tina, this sounds really groovy to me. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Sounds like you're going to get your vibe on over there. (laughs) I love that you're giving back, too, and that the racers are going to be right there on the runway and be able to run someplace flat while the airplanes are taking off. It sounds so exciting. So how can people get more information and get registered for this wonderful event? Sure. So you visit our website, flyavl.com. They're right there on the the front page. When you get to the website, you will see great big picture about the Runway 5K. Just follow the, the link and it will take you to everything you need to know. And you also, when you're at the flyavl.com website, there's so much information there as far as what's happening at the airport, news of what new nonstop flights you have, because that is newsworthy as well. There are all these new nonstop flights. And tell us how we can get connected via your newsletter. That's what I love every month. Great. Okay. So if you go to our website, again, flyavl.com, click on our social hub. It's a little orange icon right at the top right. It looks like an air traffic control tower. So just click there and it will take you right to our social hub. And there is a sign up there really easy. You just put your email in and you're signed up for window seat, which is our monthly e-newsletter. And let me just ask you, going back to the 5k, when people come to run the race, where will they park, Tina? Sure. So we, the race is on the west side of the airfield. So on the opposite side from where the airport terminal is located. So it is a remote location. So people will park at the WNC Ag Center, gate seven parking lot, and we will have five shuttles. Uh, They're basically activity buses that will be shuttling people continuously to and from the event site. That is lovely. That makes it so easy. And, and I, I want to also just reiterate, you don't have to be a professional 5k jogger or runner to be a part of this, right? 
That's correct. We have we will have people who will walk this event. We've already had folks reach out about that. It's a great event for kids, uh, you know, super exciting for them. Families will come out. So we're really excited. We are limiting the number of registrants to a thousand just for logistics reasons. So we encourage people to go ahead and sign up. And tell us again when that is. Uh, Saturday, October the 9th. Oh, right. And Saturday, October the 9th. is 2 p.m. At 2 p.m. on October yes. the 9th. All right. Well, I urge everybody to go to the flyavl.com website and get registered. A thousand, that's going to go really fast, just like ah, that race. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tina, thank you so much for filling us in on this. It's really exciting in 60 years. I mean, that's making me feel old. You know what I mean? You know, the airport is really an anchor organization here in Western North Carolina. And we we know that and we're proud of that. And so, you know, we want everybody else to just join in that pride. And, you know, we are your airport. Well, thank you. And a big shout out to your team, because I know you don't do this by yourself. You've got a lot of a lot of moving parts going on to make these kind of special things happen. Yes, it's it's a it's a big effort, but it's worth it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Tina, for being here today on Speaking of Travel. Thank you, Marilyn. Um, I'll look forward to talking with you again next time. Sounds great. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Alan and Nick for being on Speaking of Travel this week. You know, I've come to believe that there are no coincidences and each and every one of us is capable in creating our own opportunities. We've been hearing over and over again about how we must practice patience these days as we begin to venture out again. There are staffing issues and supply chain issues. The list goes on. And looking at the world today as a big inconvenience will certainly drive you crazy. Learning patience can be a difficult experience, but with practice, you'll find it makes your life easier. Patience will provide you to go beyond those distractions and help you stay focused on what's important in life. Sometimes we just make life harder than it needs to be. So embrace the fact that there's always room for improvement and practice patience every day. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Roll, roll.